Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What does it feel like to you when you just know your gut is spot on? Oh, when I'm the most relaxed guy in the room. Hi, it's Rachel Bellow, and this is Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. So, Rachel, today we're talking about trusting your gut. This is not a conversation about dieting, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. We, we could shift gears and talk about that. That might be better. Or irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> no, that would be too traumatic for me. No, we're talking about trusting your gut instincts and why it feels so often like you know, you know, and yet somehow you find yourself doing something that later you think back and say, why didn't I just listen to myself? You know, I am so struggling with this lately and I'm trying to figure out why. But because I, you know, your gut, your gut isn't some animal baby that never gets educated. It actually, you know, if babies are born with, you know, very clear instincts, it's not like they second guess what, oh, is this a good time to cry? I'm not so sure. You know, they they do that. But then over time, you learn to balance your gut with other things. The problem is that when there's too much interference and you betray your gut, your first instinct, is there anything that feels worse than being wrong, having betrayed what you knew? Oh was right. Oh, it's the worst. And it's it's worse actually than trusting your gut and failing and and having the gut instinct play out in a way that wasn't actually how you expected because at least you went with your gut. And how are we teaching kids? Because I think gut is something you learn over time. Trusting your gut is about pattern recognition and repeated experiences of trusting your gut and having things either turn out the way you hoped they would. Or having them not turn out the way you thought they would, but still life goes on and you're okay. And so I was last night, I was watching this in real time. Joey, who's 15, was studying for a Spanish vocabulary test using this thing called Quizlet. So the vocabulary comes up and he has to type it in and it immediately tells you if you're right or wrong. I watched him no less than a dozen times say out loud, because I'm sitting in the room, the correct answer. He knew it. Then he paused, and then he rethought, and he typed in another word. Boom, he's wrong. 
over and over again. And I found myself saying to him, Joey, why aren't you just trusting your gut? Each time you thought right away, the answer was this. You were actually right. So what was his answer? He was confused and didn't know. And it felt to me like he had been beaten down. You know, it's interesting to bring up the kids part because the one place in my experience where my gut is not only unerring, but it's loud as a megaphone and I can't ignore it is in relation to my kids, much more than in relation to myself. Like in relation I, to parenting your kids. Into, yeah, into what they should and shouldn't be doing and what, you know, I, I actually have very, very good gut instincts. And it doesn't always err toward protecting them. It really doesn't. Well, it doesn't err on that on the surface, but I actually think that there is something that leads a mother to trust her gut when it comes to their kids because the stakes are so high. Exactly. And so there's no interference. And Suzanne, right now, the reason that you and I are, are, are having this conversation, I think, is at this phase of our business, of our work, we are in a weird moment where, um, we need to get a lot of clients and we don't we don't have the whole infrastructure to support it right now but financially we need to close clients we don't want to close all the clients that we need to close right. and so, so we find ourselves all the time lately needing something we don't really want and in that circumstance your gut is is just not clear right because your gut is probably our gut is probably telling us Don't don't go there. Don't go there. Don't pitch that client. You don't want this. You don't want this. And this actually leads me back to something I think about kids and and Joey is what's happened today is that there's so much incoming. There's so much information that they're trying to process way more than when we were growing up. So answers to questions could have 50 different inputs. And so trusting your gut only becomes one of 50 factors that you're taking in. Really, really good point. And the other issue, of course, is us as parents being hovering and putting input of expectations. And so their gut is being all distorted. So, I mean, I guess the real questions we have are how can you learn to trust your gut? Can it be learned? And also, which is worse, Suzanne, being too impulsive and having like a baby gut that's always like, eh, do this. <laughs> okay, wow, wow. <laughs> or, or being too cautious and rational. Right. Well, we're seeing that play out in real time right now without getting political. We have Hillary Clinton on the one hand who is so regulated. It almost feels like there is no gut instinct exactly. because everything is so over-processed. And no one can feel her. And so no one can feel her. And so therefore the question around her is, I can't trust her. Right. Because she's not trusting her gut. But ironically, we can't trust Donald Trump, the baby man, because he's all gut with no balance yeah. of his rationale. So which is better? Which is better? I mean, I think the question has to be asked of... A coach. And thankfully, we have one. We have that feature on our show, Call a Coach. And I guess it's time to, to do that. So this is the moment where we make a phone call to someone in our lives who we just know is an expert or a pro, even more so than Rachel or me, which I know you find hard to believe that there are people out there with more wisdom than us. Than us. But in this case, we're going to call a coach. Right. So we're going to call Strat Sherman, and you'll see he's he's actually... The coach's coach. He's much more than a coach. He's a thinking partner, advisor, facilitator, coach to world leaders, 
CEOs working in unknown territory. And let's face it, all the territory right now is unknown. So I have to believe that Strat's experience with, you know, working and and having people rely on him in these unknown territories is all about instinct and balancing instinct with information. So let's let's call him. All right. We'll be back in just a moment making a call to, can we just call him Strat? Yes. Stratford Sherman, but we call him Strat. Call him Strat. When we return after this short break. We're about to call Strat Sherman, who is a senior partner, advisor, facilitator, working with very important CEOs all over the world. Um, He's actually listed among the 50 top coaches in the U.S. and um, wrote one of the 100 best business books ever written called Control Your Destiny or Someone Else Will, which we think is relevant to this conversation. For 20 years, he was a senior writer at Fortune magazine, a very well-known financial journalist. And now he's in rooms privately with uh, senior leaders, helping them presumably trust their gut. So let's see what he has to say. Hello, Strat Sherman. Hi, Strat. Hi, Strat Sherman. Hi. It's Rachel and Suzanne, and you're on the air, which is good because you got your on-air voice. You're using your on-air voice, which is... <laughs> I was born with it. <laughs> I heard. I heard. So I've heard. Um, so, Strat, um, we've been talking today about how hard it is to trust your instincts and that you really do have to balance your you know, gut instincts with your head and with the in- incoming information, which is now sometimes overwhelming. We wanted to talk to you today because um, not only have you been the advisor to the world leaders the world over, but also, you know, you you it, when you're called in by someone who's in an, an extraordinary leadership position and they need your help. The first question we have for you is, you can't have all the information at your disposal, so you must be trusting yourself a lot. And so we'd love to hear from you about your experience as someone who is relied on, whose gut is relied on every single day in high-stakes environments, um, what that feels like and how you do that and how that's improved over the years, if it has. (laughs) Okay, tall order. Well... Look, it, one great advantage in life uh, is to be old. You know, experience really helps. So when I was 26, um, I relied on my gut instinct a lot, and I was right to do so about 50% of the time. Um, today, you know, I, I think I've learned from experience um, what it feels like inside when... Um, when my gut's reliable. And I also have learned what it feels like inside when I'm troubled, anxious, insecure, uh, off balance. And when I feel that, uh, I 
I don't trust my gut. So, Strat, tell us more about how that feels when you do when you are. It's almost easier for me to imagine what it feels like when you don't trust it because it's those signals are really loud. What does it feel like to you when you just know your gut is spot on? Uh, when I'm the most relaxed guy in the room, which is uh, my definition of being a useful person to others. Wow. Wow, that's great, Strat. So um, if I'm not after anything, if I'm not in need of anything, if I'm not urgent about anything or trying to achieve anything, then odds are my gut's golden in a moment like that. And is that because you've cleared the the deck of all of the potential incoming signals that could be distracting? Not necessarily, no. Um, I I, <laughs> I don't think there's a moment in my life these days when I could say I've, I've cleared away all of the incoming distractions. Now it's all coming in as usual. It's just, um, you know, you don't take it quite so seriously when you're centered in yourself. And, you know, it's just noise. It's like, you know, our, our bodies are interpenetrated with God knows how many radio signals and Wi-Fi signals and whatnot at any particular moment, and we pay no attention. You know, So the fact that there's stuff coming in is not necessarily interesting. What's interesting is whether, uh, whether you've established a purpose in life that enables you to put something ahead of, you know, all the stupid wrong things that you've been taught, you know, your entire life. If you can get to a point where where you actually are living out a value system that that recognizes that your own urgent self-interest is not the most important thing in the world, it just gets easier. You know, it's it's really interesting, Strat, that what you're saying is so resonant and so true for me that it's an inner weather system that determines my performance in the room. And when that weather system is calm, meaning it, it is exactly what you said about I'm not needing something, from, I'm not trying to prove anything, which for me is my downfall. The minute you're trying to prove something, you're dead. You're, dead. you're, yeah. you're really dead. And Strat, is this coachable? I mean, do you find that the, the leaders that you're encountering who are already obviously in positions of some, you know, either authority or success because they've gotten to you, do they already have these traits or are you working with them? And if you are working with them, how? How do you get people to get better at trusting their gut? Well, look, I've been on a... Uh, uh, practice of meditation for like 35 years at this point. So I've got a pretty clear um, set of experience-based convictions about how people change and what they're capable of inside, because I've, I've lived it. And I start with the idea that not just CEOs, every healthy human being on the planet has a set of in Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nate capabilities that are more than sufficient to get them through life. Just as... You know, people become parents without any kind of handbook about how to raise children, mm-hmm. and the human race continues. You know, we're a little neurotic, but it works. Similarly, people have a, a capability set that is sufficient under their needs. They need to get in touch with it. And the, the way that it comes up most often is when people know there's something they need to do. For example, letting go of a senior executive who's not being effective. And they'll wait months. Yeah, yeah. And they know they know perfectly well they need to let the person go. They just can't face it. And then months later, they end up doing exactly the thing they knew they should be doing months before after untold additional damage has occurred. Yeah. Oh, oh, we We've know. Been there. We've been, been there. there. Been there. And, I've been trying know, to let Suzanne go for <laughs> years, Strat. Okay, yeah, continue. So one of the classic Jack Welch lines was, uh, he had this with the three vice chairmen who were at GE when he became CEO back in 81. And he, he knew he wanted to delay and, and move them out, but they were great people. He didn't want to do it, and he, he waited 18 months. And he finally did it, and everything was just tremendously accelerated. And his, his line about this was, you know, I was afraid I was going to break it. Uh-huh. It being GE in this case. And what he realized is, you know what, you can do stuff like this and it won't break. Even the individual you're letting go won't break. So this is, a, I think, the, the learning edge for so many executives is if there's something that you know you need to do, admit it to yourself and do it as fast as you humanly can because time is your enemy when you're not in action in business. Wow, Strat, that is so great. And it actually reminds me of a moment when my oldest daughter was like, I don't know, two months. And I called the pediatrician from my house. I can't remember what I had done, but something totally minor. Like, I don't even remember. But he was like, Rachel, she's not going to break. It's really hard to break a baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, right. Because it's the fear of some catastrophic outcome that prevents you from doing the incremental things quickly and quickly. This inter- this issue of time, Strat, is a really, really important thing because Suzanne and I were talking before the show about how when you're in crisis, you know, when you're when you're facing a crisis, like literally, like someone's dying of a heart attack on the street in front of you, that's when my instincts are unerring because I don't have time to question. I do what needs to be done. I'm shutting down all the distractions on my self, self bullshit. And I am in action as needed in that moment because time has just collapsed on me. So the qu- I think that's totally... Uh, a, a universal experience that you're describing, Rachel. I think it's exactly right. So the question is, what is it that causes us not to admit to ourselves 
that the sands of time are running out right now, 24-7, every day, for every issue. Do you need a heart attack in order to notice the truth, which is that every second that you, you save in doing the right thing instead of leaving the right thing undone is tremendously important. And, you know, if you're a, God, if you're a public company CEO and you, you let two quarters slip before you get your act together, you're out of a job. Wow. Oh my God, I can't, <laughs> I can't my, my, I, it's so heavy to yeah. what you want to know what keeps us from admitting it. It's just when you do admit it, there's a combination of sadness and fear that is very hard to face. And yet it is. It is always there. It's like, yes, yes, we have to act now. There is no not now. And, exactly. And, you know, the reason that my practice focuses on companies and people who are dealing with the unknown, with things they've never done before, with you know, massive change, it's because that is where there's actually value in being more aware, in overcoming the hesitation and denial that everyone innately will apply when they're faced with the unknown. They'll say, and they balk, they freeze. And helping people not freeze in circumstances that they they know they don't understand is, um, it's a way to add value. And it's an exercise in self-awareness, as you say, which is Everything is an exercise in, I would call it awareness rather than self-awareness. So Strata, I just have one more question. So in your experience, which is the harder task to get someone who really is comfortable trusting their gut to rein it in just a bit so that they have good information or the person who's actually so focused on the data because in today's world you know we can get data on anything so in other words whom would you rather be called for today hillary or donald who's the easier coachable human being well i would say those are probably two of the least coachable human beings on the planet which is why they're running for president (laughs) um look i think between any pair of opposites you know, going on gut or going on data, um, being an example, there's always a need to hold both ends of the continuum in tension with one another. You know, if you only go with the gut and you ignore data, you know, that's a catastrophe. If you always have to wait for data, you never use your gut, that's a catastrophe. The, the trick is understanding how to modulate, you know, how to operate in the, you know, imagine each of them is, is a planet with a gravitational force, and you're, you're trying to sort of work through the gravitational force in between those two large fields of energy. And I think that's the only way that really works. It's got to be in the moment. It's got to be right now. Am I being an antiquarian me, you know, who's totally certain of everything in my gut and 100% wrong and inappropriate to the present circumstances? You know, or am I am I being someone who's you know tremul- tremblingly dependent on data, which will never ever ever answer all the questions that I have? You know, and and so you're saying that that balance, that gravitational, tension. that tension, managing the tension can be learned. Yes, all of this 
is learnable exclusively through experience. You've got to play with it. You've got to keep score. And you've got to see, look, you know, this time I trusted my gut. It totally flopped. I was wrong. This time I trusted my gut. It totally succeeded. I was right. What's the difference? Right. Well, the difference is clearly Stratford Sherman. But we got to get off the phone now, Strat. That was that was amazing. S- fantastic. I mean, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Strat, thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Whoa, I need a I need a little break. Okay, Rachel just took her headphones off so she can just reflect. We're going to take a brief pause in the action and be back in just a minute. Okay, we're back after breathing. I do. That was heavy. That was heavy. It was it was it had a a very interesting energy to it because it was undeniable and very calm. And you could see immediately why CEOs would just go into a trance with Strat and get into a feeling place that they want to come back to. I don't have the money to come back to Strat that regularly. Well, but that's why we have professionally, our call, exactly. call our coach. It's right. really free. That's why I take him to lunch every once in a while. But, but you know what I took away? I, I took a couple of things away, and I'm curious what you, you took away. One of the things that struck me in the gut was when he, you asked him how he feels when he's on his gut, when his gut is being reliable. And he said, relaxed in the room. And I thought, he said, when I don't need something, yeah. I'm not trying to prove something. I'm not wanting something. I'm, I'm the most insecure. relaxed guy in the room. I'm the most relaxed guy in the room. And I thought, well, that so rarely happens when you're in these high octane environments. And boy, if that's a bellwether, yeah. that is very cool yeah. because that I can pay attention to. I so And I know that feeling of just calming down. You know, there are those moments yeah. where you feel like everything's swirling around you and then all of a sudden you get really calm and that's the moment to trust your gut. But here was my, not but, and here was my big takeaway. When he talked about, and this is so common, we just heard it from a leader yesterday. You know a tough decision needs to be made. Yeah. Usually it's with an employee, okay? You know someone needs to go. But you are so focused on your own experience, experience of, that. of that. And also you're at the when you don't act on that gut instinct, it's because you think that yourself, something about you is at stake. What will people think of me? What will happen to my relationship with this person? How will I be perceived? How is that moment in the room when I fire him or her going to go? Instead of having the greater good, the larger purpose of the company or whatever mission you're on be the thing that's at stake. If I really had known that, if I had heard this conversation, I can think of at least two occasions where I would not have waited. Right. I wouldn't have waited. I can too, and I was with you on those. And I'll tell you, Suzanne, that point he made about the greater purpose really struck me too because the connection to servant leadership, which is, you know, it's a phrase I've heard a lot. It's even Jim Collins good to great the level five leader. Right. Well the servant leadership is some abstraction, but it's not about the I the funny thing is that that hit me when Strat was saying it is Oh, it's not about being a certain way because that's better for you. It's because 
when you are in service to some greater purpose, things go better. It's not about you. It, it, you know, this is, of course, true in the world, not just, you know, not just in your company. But when you have identified some larger goal, and Suzanne, how many times when I'm in the middle of a fight with a spouse or a boyfriend, have they said to me, they've stopped. Well, one boyfriend in particular used to stop me in the middle of the argument and go, what's your goal here? And it'd be like, um, just to be right. Like, so, what is the goal we're going for? So I do wonder, just bringing this back home to my experience with Joey, I do wonder if the if he had a different mindset, which was not, what's at stake if I don't get this yeah. answer right? But the greater goal here is to learn, learn Spanish, is to master this language and the fact that I may or may not do well on this particular vocabulary quiz. Now, that is a really hard thing to have a child hold on to that bigger purpose. But I actually think I'm going to try it. Well, it's great because it's the difference between being in a collapsed state, a constricted state of anxiety around, am I going to, am I going to get this right or not, rather than if I'm learning here. Yeah, isn't that the bigger goal? Right. Then then why not trust my instinct? Because if it's wrong, that's the only way I'm going to learn. Imagine if schools operated that way. Just imagine. You don't actually learn if you aren't trusting your instincts, right? But you can't trust, but according to Strat, you can't trust your instincts if you're in a constant state of what is that going to mean for For me? me? Oh my God, that's so huge. Okay, (laughs) honestly, wow. Okay, that's it. We're going to trust our gut and end the show right now because it seems time. Time is not our friend. Never. So we'll get off and talk to you next week on The Big Pay. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.